Matthews worked on it and went up to the top of the tower again. Across the fields, troops of children were going out to gather the may, and the sound of their laughter and singing came up to the top of the tower. I do hope it wasn't a dragon, said Sabrinetta. The children went by twos and by threes and by tens and by twenties, and the red and blue and yellow and white of their frocks were scattered on the green of the field. It's like a green silk mantle worked with flowers, said the princess, smiling. Then by twos and by threes, by tens and by twenties, the children vanished into the wood, till the mantle of the field was left plain green once more. All the embroidery is unpicked, said the princess, sighing. The sun shone and the sky was blue, and the fields were quite green, and all the flowers were very bright indeed, because it was May Day. Then, quite suddenly, a cloud passed over the sun, and the silence was broken by shrieks from far off, and like a many-coloured torrent, all the children burst from the wood and rushed a red and blue and yellow and white wave across the field, screaming as they ran. Their voices came up to the princess on her tower, and she heard the words threaded on their screams like beads on sharp needles. The dragon! The dragon! The dragon! Open the gates! The dragon is coming! The fiery dragon! And they swept across the field and into the gate of the town, and the princess heard the gate bang, and the children were out of sight. But on the other side of the field, the rose-thorns crackled and smashed in the hedge, and something very large and glaring and horrible trampled the ferns in the ditch for one moment before it hid itself again in the covert of the wood. The princess went down and told her nurse, and the nurse at once locked the great door of the tower and put the key in her pocket. Let them take care of themselves, she said, when the princess begged to be allowed to go out and help to take care of the children. My business is to take care of you, my precious, and I'm going to do it. Old as I am, I can turn a key still. So Sabrinetta went up again to the top of her tower and cried whenever she thought of the children and the fiery dragon, for she knew, of course, that the gates of the town were not dragon-proof and that the dragon could just walk in whenever he liked. The children ran straight to the palace where the prince was cracking his hunting whip down at the kennels and told him what had happened. Good sport, said the prince, and he ordered out his pack of hippopotamuses at once. It was his custom to hunt big game with hippopotamuses, and people would not have minded that so much, but he would swagger about in the streets of the town with his pack yelping and gambling at his heels and when he did that, the greengrocer who had his stall in the marketplace always regretted it, and the crockery merchant who spread his wares on the pavement was ruined for life every time the prince chose to show off his pack. The prince rode out of the town with his hippopotamuses trotting and frisking behind him, and people got inside their houses as quickly as they could when they heard the voices of his pack and the blowing of his horn. The pack squeezed through the town gates and off across the country to hunt the dragon. Few of you who had not seen a pack of hippopotamuses in full cry will be able to imagine at all what the hunt was like. To begin with, hippopotamuses do not bay like hounds. They grunt like pigs, and their grunt is very big and fierce. Then, of course, no one expects hippopotamuses to jump. They just crash through hedges and lumber through the standing corn, doing serious injury to the crops and annoying the farmers very much. All the hippopotamuses had collars with their name and address on, but when the farmers called at the palace to complain of the injury to their standing crops, the prince always said it served them right for leaving their crops standing about in people's way, 
and he never paid anything at all. So now, when he and his pack went out, several people in the town whispered, I wish the dragon would eat him, which was very wrong of them, no doubt, but then he was such a very nasty prince. They hunted by field and they hunted by wold. They drew the woods blank, and the scent didn't lie on the downs at all. The dragon was shy and would not show himself. But just as the prince was beginning to think there was no dragon at all, but only a cock-and-bull story, his favourite old hippopotamus gave tongue. The prince blew his horn and shouted, Tally-ho! Hark forward! Ten tivy! And the whole pack charged downhill toward the hollow by the wood. For there, plain to be seen, was the dragon, as big as a barge, glowing like a furnace and spitting fire and showing his shining teeth. The hunt is up, cried the prince, and indeed it was, for the dragon, instead of behaving as a quarry should have...